You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and make a bigger impact while enjoying the foods they love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Friday. I just got back from a beautiful walk in the park, and it was just gorgeous. I trust that you are enjoying this Friday and that you are taking some time to care for yourself in the way that you need to so that you can feel your best and make the best choices for yourself. And today we're going to be talking about something that um, so many people have struggled with, myself included, which is eating for comfort versus eating for fuel. So if you have ever felt like you instead of eating in a way that nourishes you and gives you energy and gives you life, you find yourself, you know, sometimes reaching for foods that actually drain your energy and drain your your life and make you feel um, like you just want to take a nap, you know, make you feel lethargic. We're going to talk about this topic today. Um, like I said, I have dealt with this myself. And we are going to dive into how you can actually begin to eat in a way that gives your body energy, the nutrients that you need to get through your day, but that also is enjoyable for you. Because, you know, part of what energizes us is actually enjoyment and pleasure. Just like me going outside and taking a walk on the on a beautiful day in a beautiful park enjoying myself, just enjoying the trees and the breeze and the children running around and things like that, it refueled, it recharged my batteries and allowed me to come back here and record this intro for you from a place of feeling energized and invigorated. And that's how, what I want for you as well. So let's go ahead and dive into this episode. Keep listening. You know, I had a client uh, a couple of years ago who was like, she's an artist and she was like, I'm, you know, I'm painting But how do I put down the marshmallows while I'm painting? You know, she found herself like binging on marshmallows while she was painting. I've also heard, you know, entrepreneurial women who've talked about like they can't they they're sitting down at their desk and they're doing their work. So they're not procrastinating, but they're snacking as they are doing their work. And so, you know, all of these are ways of um, soothing and comforting stress at its base. So we're going to talk about this. So if you can relate to comfort eating, stress eating, emotional eating, you're absolutely not alone. You know, like I said, I struggled with this and so many smart, driven, educated, powerful women actually get stuck on how do I release this? How do I let go of this behavior? So if you're like many who've been striving uh, to eat for fuel, you may have found that you fall into what I call this either or trap. So what does eating for fuel really mean? Like, have you ever defined that for yourself? And what you're probably wanting is to be able to eat in a way that gives you both health and enjoyment in a way that helps you to release excess weight so that you can have more energy and, you know, better health and a better quality of life. But you don't want to sacrifice, you know, the pleasure of eating. 
which is the camp that I've fallen into. And so, you know, what I'm encouraging you to think about is what does actually, what does eating for fuel actually mean to you? Because chances are you're not thinking about eating for fuel in terms of the way that you would gas your car up, right? Um, even though I've used this analogy that you wouldn't drive your car without uh, gas in the tank, that's really speaking um, more to people who are, you know, literally going all day and not eating and expecting themselves to be able to function, right? So let's assume that you are actually fueling yourself. Um, you're eating throughout the day and you are already making an honest, genuine attempt to nourish yourself and to fuel yourself so that you have the energy that you need just to get through your day and live your life and do the things that you want to do. Well, beyond that, what does eating for fuel really mean? Because, you know, we put gas in our car, sure, but you're not a mechanical object. You're not a robot. You're not a device, right? So you probably don't think about food in a way that is just about, um, you know, putting the exact right fuel in your body that you need to run like you would think of a car, there's probably other things that you want from eating besides just fueling yourself. Because when we think about fueling ourselves, you can really think of that in terms of like just what are the nutrients that you need, right? But you're a human being and you're capable of enjoyment. You're capable of pleasure. And you probably want to be able to experience that also. For many of the women who I work with, you know, you have big dreams for your life. You have these amazing um, adventures that you want to go on. You want to make an impact in the world. You want to help other people. You want to build life on your own terms. And a big part of that is to be able to experience all of the different pleasures that life has to offer, you know, traveling, getting to be, um, to observe different cultures and to experience the different foods in these different cultures. You might be like me um, and enjoy variety. And one of your big mottos is variety is the spice of life. Like that's that's my motto. And so, you know, it may be a very bleak future for you to envision just eating, you know, broccoli and chicken breast and rice every single day for the rest of your life. Like that might actually be depressing to you. <laughs> and if it is, I can relate to that. And here is what I would encourage you to consider that, you know, it doesn't have to be either or. So like I said, a big trap that we end up falling into when we don't really um, be intentional about defining what we mean when we say we want to eat for fuel is falling into this either or trap. Either I can eat for fuel or I can eat in a way that is enjoyable. And then what happens? We end up in this tug of war fighting ourselves because we, you know, we want to have that enjoyment and we feel like we're depriving ourselves when we try to, quote unquote, eat for fuel. So when we get into this um, 
you know, either or black and white, this is what we're causing to happen. We're causing all of this extra tension and stress that really is just unnecessary, especially when you really dig into what does it really mean to you to eat for fuel? Because, you know, chances are what you really mean is you want both and you want both to fuel your body and nourish your body and be as healthy as you can be and still enjoy the experience of food and you know be able to have indulgences in moderation so it's really not a matter of eating for fuel it's actually a matter of understanding what your unique values are and what your unique goals are so that you can be um very intentional about what you want eating for fuel to be in your life, what you want that to really look like. So um, I want to talk a little bit about what does that, what does that really look like? Um, This is something that one of my students, um, Katie, was able to leverage to enjoy pizza and release 48 pounds at the same time, right? Um, by not binging on the pizza. And so what I want to do is I want to give you three steps that you can take to start to do this for yourself, to really make that shift um, to eating in a way that's pleasurable and nourishing, that allows you to enjoy eating and meet your weight loss goals. So step one, I've referenced it several times during the live already, but step one is to be specific. So what does eating for fuel mean to you? Again, you know, being able to tap into your own goals, being able to block out the noise of what everybody else says your goals should be, um, being able to identify and also embrace your own values, understanding what values have been actually working against you um, subconsciously. All of these things are things that will support you in making more empowering food choices for yourself, choices that give you the experience of eating that you want that also get you to where you want in your weight loss journey. So be specific. What does eating for fuel really mean to you? You know, does it mean, and there are people like this, does it mean literally eating, um, you know, the perfect nutritional uh, profile every day? There are people who eat that way, you know, and that, aligns with their values and their goals in life. Um, Does eating for fuel mean you're just shoveling in calories? Like I actually, I'm thinking about somebody in my life who that's pretty much what eating for fuel means to them. So unless you understand what you really want, then you're pretty much, uh, there's a quote that's coming to my mind and I can't, was it Rumi? I can't remember who said it, but somebody said, you know, if you don't know where you're going, then you'll like wind up in the ditch or um, something like that. But you have to know where you're going in order to get there. You have to have a clear and specific idea of where you're going. 
that doesn't mean you automatically know all the details right off the bat. Um, I've seen over and over in, in my life that I can bring an outcome into fruition simply by knowing two things. What do I want it to look like and how do I want to feel when I get there? And if you can identify those two things, um, you're already putting yourself in a much better position to actually both have the outcomes that you want and to have the experience that you want. Number two, step two. So step one was be specific. Step two, be honest. You know, going back again to the values. Um, in pillar two of the embodiment method, aligned eating choices, we really dive into understanding what are your unique values. If you're a person who values, for example, um, relationships, and you value eating meals with friends, you know, then you're going to want to incorporate that into what, how you're designing your eating identity. You're going to want to incorporate that into how you're envisioning yourself as an eater because that is something that's very, you know, it's important to you. So it's going to help you stay motivated. It's going to be that internal driver that you can leverage to keep yourself going. On the flip side of that, you know, if, you know, um, you highly value being respected well, and then when you do something that's different than the crowd, they, you feel like they're judging you. Well, that could be working against you. So it's important to understand both sides of that coin. You know, what are the values that are, that you can leverage and what are the ones that you need to somehow reframe or change or shift because they're actually uh, sabotaging you. So in step two, be honest with yourself about what you really value. You know, if you need enjoyment while you're eating, be honest with that about that. And, you know, I promise you, you can have both of these, which really brings me to step three, because this comes up so much in the work that I do with women, because it is very common to get into black and white thinking, either or thinking. It's a trap. <laughs> um, my nose is so itchy today. I think it's allergies, but um, shift your perspective from either or to both and. So my eating doesn't have to be either healthy or pleasurable. It can be both healthy and pleasurable at the same time. And when you shift your perspective, you're going to start to create that experience in your life. And it can happen in so many ways. Like my mind is exploding right now with all the different examples of this. But I'll give you one example. I think that could be really easy to grasp, which is, you know, going back to my student, uh, Katie, she learned to enjoy pizza in moderation. So she 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 didn't cut out pizza. She incorporated it into the context of a healthier diet. And she's making these healthy changes, but she's still enjoying the pizza and she was able to release 48 pounds. So this is an example of both healthy 
and pleasurable. I'm not going to debate whether or not pizza is healthy. <laughs> okay, that's a different discussion. But if you're here, chances are you're here for the balance. You're here for the, you know, being able to have a life well lived, a life that allows you to experience multiple, multiple things and a lot of variety, but still be able to get where you want to go in the way that you want to go. And so if that's you, um, you know, once you have a clear vision for what you want eating for fuel to look like, the next th thing that a lot of my students face is cravings. You know, you have the vision, but now how do you actually execute that without falling prey to cravings, which is why I created an audio training. So that audio training is going to help you to um, move through cravings without acting on them. And you can get that training for free at rashondiates.com slash cravings. So, or you can DM me for the link to that training. So thank you so much for catching this video. Now we'll see you next week for another one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashondi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.